0: And welcome back to the Outside Centre Film Podcast. Ben is with me, and we've got some films to talk about, Ben. Oh, yeah. Uh, and actually, what, what, what the response to one of them has changed a little bit, so, uh, owing to something that I myself retweeted uh, a couple of days or so ago. Maybe yesterday, actually. I can't. Time is just all over the place at the minute. But we'll get to that one. We're not there yet, because first of all, we've got to talk about Adoration, mm. uh, which is a Belgian film directed by Fabrice de Welts. Uh, And I've been waiting years to get him back on the podcast ever since uh, myself and all the way back by the original presenter, Paul Dark, with me. We did uh, Alleluia in 2014 Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really worth the wait, really. Uh, (laughs) Never mind. In many ways, uh, this film is actually quite similar to Alleluia because here we've got a loner boy who's named Paul, who lives with his uh, mum, who works in the local insane asylum, so uh, here we go, basically. Um, he helps his mum at work there, and in doing so, he meets one of the dangerous inmates who's a, who's a girl named Gloria. Uh, he becomes quite attached to Gloria, who does Paul. Um, he helps her escape the asylum, and they basically go on the run. Um, now, Alleluia also had going on a run with a psychotic person, so that's the kind of link there. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst, in hindsight, Alleluia was actually kind of Pointless drivel, uh, at least it was entertaining and enjoyable. Adoration, on the other hand, is actually just pointless drivel. In terms of the way he shoots films, I'm not giving up on Fabrice welts yet. It, I like the handheld, grainy, lo fi kind of camera stuff that he does, and it's consistent all the way through. So he's able to kind of capture a theme that he wants to kind of do, even though he just does repeat that same theme all the time. So again, don't mind the consistency, don't mind what he's trying to do. Uh, And whilst he's made a few films I haven't actually seen, however, it does dawn upon me that he's never actually really going to rise above making pointless drivel films, uh, because I'd be extremely surprised if any of the other ones he's done are actually not pointless drivel, really. So, uh, therefore, it's a shame to announce that really nothing happens in this film. Uh, The journey they undergo is remarkably dull. There's some romance scenes which are uninteresting. The characters they meet on the journey are uninteresting the three egg game they play is incredibly uninteresting so uh i've really not lot, got a lot else to add ben really this no. is not my film of the week and it's not the best film this week containing a psychotic female no that's true actually uh, <laughs> and there's a lot to choose from
1: um, yes <laughs> it's because i haven't seen that i had a, a bit more time for this this is my introduction to fabrice Du wells yeah. Um I, I completely get where you're coming from though. I'm not I'm not gonna like stand up and fight for this film. But I, I got on board with it. Um I loved how it was shot. Um right up until the very last shot. I really enjoyed the fact that there was no or little to no CGI in this film or no and no evidence of CGI for sure, until the last shot. Um yes, it's it's kind of simplistic, but it was a kind of a a fun, simplistic kids film for me it, that isn't really a kid's film because it contains a lot of sex and murder um it was absolutely i think the high point for me was seeing benoit poelvord again <laughs> um good golly when the credits rolled and it was like it's, it's benoit poelvord your friend from man bites dog um yeah i just thought that was that was fantastic and i really enjoyed his um appearance as hinkle as well that stretch of the film when it started, I thought, oh, here we are. We're with Tim Robbins in the basement in War of the Worlds, if, if that's a reference that makes any sense. We've, we've hit that kind of dirgy point of the film where the film is now not going to move on. We're just going to kind of sit and dwell in this basement for a while.
0: With, and it's wisdom time. And it, Yeah,
1: it's wisdom time. It's time <laughs> for learning and time for abstract <laughs> metaphors. And I was like, oh, God, no, I can't bear this. And then I thought, no, actually, no, this is all right the shouting at cranes um <laughs> i had a lot of time for that kind of thing um i i did think there was a i i was uncomfortable with how you're asked to look at gloria and her kind of manic pixie dream girl kind of but mentally mental health unhinged kind of thing i did, i was uncomfortable with that whole side of things yeah. i i loved paul the main kid i i can't remember the last time I saw a film where your central child character was just a naive person who believes everything that they hear from everybody and thinks the best of everyone. Um, I found that quite interesting, um, and I was also kind of locked into why did Theo put this film forward? This doesn't feel like a very Theo film. It's kind of funny, um, but yeah, this this is this is okay, um, apart mm. from kind of more extreme moments. Uh, Like I say, I'm not going to stand up for it, but it's a kind of it's a kind of run of the mill um, uh, journey of discovery kind of film about young people with some kind of questionable attitudes to mental health. Um, Yeah, not
0: my film of the week, though. I think you need to go and watch Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, And then you'll get the stuff you liked out of this film. You Mm -hmm. will get in that film, too. The stuff you didn't like in this film, you won't get in Hallelujah. So uh, I think you'll 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 therefore be matching myself on that. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not giving up on directors after two films. Yeah, three maybe, but not two. Uh, and and only three if the other two have been bad and the third one is also bad. Yeah. Um, so I it's fine. He's he's going to make more films and they're probably going to be pointless drivel. Uh, <laughs> but as long as it goes back to being entertainment, that's fine. Um, is- Pacy, pointless travel, at least. It, like, I was never. Oh, I don't know. It felt, it felt. It dragged on for me personally. Oh, really? It, 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 like, honestly, the boat, the, the bit on the boat, yeah, they, may the as bit... as well just, they may as well just stayed on the boat, really, because it never really felt like they get off the boat.
1: Well, no, yeah. no kind of, the, the boat theme runs through this film for quite yeah. a while, the boat journey section. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. kind of pacey, kind of, you know, natural, well shot, um, kind of fun uh yeah a little bit depressing as it goes on as he, he the conclusion of the film starts becoming more and more kind of evident
0: but yeah and, and just the idea that like in an insane asylum uh, well aren't all asylums insane really so just call it the asylum i guess oh, yeah. um there's the fact that street that, that people are just able to wander about at night oh yeah but what do they they call it the clinic Right, yeah, but it's which, an asylum. Let's be fair. It's yes. it, it, That's a, they call it the clinic, but it's it's an asylum. It's just you know, there's just well, wander freely during the night, you know, yeah. and uh, and, so, and something happens to a particular, a particular member of staff, and it's like, oh, we can just open the door and kind of you know, no fumbling around for keys or anything. Nothing was actually locked. It's like, hmm, it's Belgian. But, uh, it's yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's a Belgian film, which yeah. in a sense is the review. Yeah. Now that that, that in itself will split division anyway. Uh, it always has with me. Famously, I tend to either love things or hate things. So mm-hmm. this is actually, I do lean towards hate, but it's not hate. It's just you know pointless drivel disappointment for me. Yeah, so uh, that, that, that yeah, that's fine. We can live with that. Uh, yeah. So I think we've said enough on that. Uh, what people can take away, what they like. Uh, it was actually I think it was put on someone's list as one of the most anticipated foreign films of 2020 when it went early, at the back end of 2019. Uh, and that would have been on my list as well, to be fair. Um, I, I had my eye on this for a long, long time. Uh, so, yeah, for Brewster Wells has that ability, I think, to capture people. Uh, it's just that for me, it didn't really work here. For you, it worked a bit more. But uh, as I say, as always, hallelujah. And any film that can make me reference a better film can't be all that bad after all, I suppose. Um, so... Over to your film, Ben, and I can never quite remember what the title of your film is, so my notes are called Ben's film, can't remember what it was called. So would you do the honours, please, in reminding me what the film's called before you talk about it.
1: (laughs) So, my my pick this week is a a slight cinematic event through the platform of Netflix. This is uh, Charlie Kaufman's third film as writer-director. I'm thinking of ending things. Um, It's an adaptation of a book, which I I believe is new for Charlie, as, as far as I know. I'm not like the Charlie Kaufman expert but I think this is his first adaptation of a book and it's the story of a a young-ish couple who are driving out to meet the guy's parents um, to have a meal and then they drive home. Um, It is told from the point of view of the girl in this relationship. We're kind of with them in real time as they drive out to the parents for the journey we then see them have the meal which transcends different time periods Uh, We have a very illuminating look around the young man's room, uh, a very illuminating look around the basement, and then they drive home again, except that they never get home. Um, Because most of what's going on in this film is probably not real. Um, This is, on the surface, a film about a young couple going to meet the guy's parents, but underneath, this is a kind of film about the... Fictions and narratives that we make our lives up of from the other things that we have consumed. So the, the key moment in this, I think, is when the young lady, who is never named, that's why I keep calling her the young lady, is taken on a, a, a brief tour of his room. Or she, she finds his room and has a look around. And there are certain items in the room which are being referenced explicitly throughout the film. So there's a Pauline Kael book on the shelf. This is this is the famous bit that everyone talks about. Um, and Pauline Kael wrote a interesting review on the John Cassavetes film, *Woman Under the Influence. And on the journey back, the young lady then says that review word for word and starts smoking in a very kind of Pauline Kael, New York, East Coast kind of thing. Um, also in his room, there's a, a copy of A Beautiful Mind on DVD. And then this film culminates with a a speech being delivered from A Beautiful Mind, a film I have not seen. This was a reference that someone else had to explain to me. Big shout out to that explanation. Thank you very much. Um, So I'm thinking of ending things. This is interesting. I'm coming at this film from the point of view of someone who likes Synecdoche, New York. Um, That is the only Charlie Kaufman film that I've got time for. (laughs) <laughs> i not currency Lisa because it's an animation, and I'm not a child. Um, and my big, big problem with Synecdoche, New York, was the, was the writer. Charlie Kaufman, the writer, was just constantly getting in the way of Charlie Kaufman, the director, just blocking him all the time, making him stick to the script really, really slavishly, um, not allowing him to kind of do anything fun or go anywhere kind of imaginative as a filmmaker. I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman, the writer, has taken a bit of a, a knock back, perhaps because he's adapting a book. Um at first, when I saw this, I thought, oh wait, Ian Reed, I read. Is this a pseudonym that Charlie Kaufman has made up and published a book a few years ago just so that he can play some hilarious but no, I think Ian Reed is an actual human being. I think we're all good. Um so I think because he's adapting this book, Charlie Kaufman, the writer, has taken a bit of a knockback. And Charlie Kaufman, the director, has stepped up a bit to the plate. He's being a little bit more imaginative. He's being more, less precious with the words that he's shooting, thinking more about the pictures that he's filming, which is always nice to see. Um, this is not my film of the week, but I did enjoy it all the way through. Um, I thought about it for a while afterwards, so then it kind of disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> then in preparation for this. That's
0: podcast, not a good side normally. <laughs>
1: it's, you know, I, <laughs> it leans towards the kind of cutesy stuff that I yeah. don't love about Charlie Kaufman. So it, if, yeah. it's, if you're watching a, a Charlie Kaufman film that someone else has directed, I don't like that film. I, I just, it, it's, it's surface. It's glossy. It's cutesy. It's not as smart as you think it is. I'm thinking of ending things is, better than any kind of charlie Kaufman script adaptation it didn't hit me in the same way that synecdoche new york did but then it's a film about um it's potentially an important story for these times that we're living in because it's about creating a life from things that you've seen and read and not living the life that you're actually living which a lot of people are doing these days um not going to you know denigrate any particular fans but marvel fans for example would be a
0: good example um i'm fairly sure that marvel fans are not listening to the outside center film podcast they
1: are not in any way
0: <laughs> i'm gonna i cannot help you here <laughs>
1: they are not. <lost. laughs> um but there's a lot of kind of you know you must have like friends who when you go and see them in well if you remember going to see friends in a pub <laughs> yeah. you go and see there you have these certain friends who sit there and will quote instead of like create anything new so most of their conversation is quotes from movies or goddammit it quotes from the simpsons which is something i do all the time um but uh, Ch- old charlie seems to have this kind of interest in the difference between meticulously recreating something you've seen before which is something that comes up in synecdoche as well and in this and going to the effort of creating something brand new um which is a a, a scary, dangerous place, and you might screw up. Um, He seems to have this kind of interest. He's he's talking about the difference between just going over things that you know versus making new things. I can't entirely hate this. Um, I didn't 100% love it. It, it, There were were bits I loved. It's, it's, as football people might say, it's a film of two halves, perhaps. Um, The journey to, and the meal, and the journey back, and not getting home. The first half worked better for me, Um, there are things I liked about the second half, Um, I think this is a very difficult film to explain, I've read a lot of people talking about how they think the lady is, is made up, she's not real, she is something created by the young man from all these things that he's read and stuff, I think, flip side, um, that uh, he could also be made up. He could also be something that she has created from all of these things that she has read and seen. Maybe these parents are her parents. We don't know. Um, so, yeah, I liked it. It's interesting. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conversation topic film, which is, you know, rare for Netflix and rare for 2020. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of like all, all of my messy thoughts thrown out about this one.
0: Well, it is a conversation piece, uh, yeah. and it actually is a film of two halves. Uh, yeah. The problem is, is that I didn't reach the second half, and therefore I've got nothing to say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. the most sentient point I feel I can actually make is that mm-hmm. a Kaufman directed film is not the same experience as a Kaufman screen written film. No, not at all. And that needs to be stressed, because mm. nor am I a Kaufman expert, but even I know that much. Mm. Therefore, when you when you forced me to watch this, I, I knew what was going to come, and <laughs> I, I was proved right, really. Um, you, you were right to mention the animation. I am an adult that likes animation, and I can see, I, I can see adult themes via the uh, cell shading and everything else that happened in those films. But yes, his animated films sucked. <laughs> uh, so that is also true. So, again, when he directs the film, it's more than likely going to suck. And uh, for me, this film is no good. Mm. Uh, I mean, maybe it was a mood thing. It, it may well have been because, you know, whatever. You know, If you're going to start off, well, first of all, it's an American film. Yes. And I, for the most part, don't want to watch American films. But that being said, whatever. I don't like incessant narrative mumbling into the microphone at the start of my movies, please. Yeah. Especially since I do a podcast where I incessantly narrative mumble into a microphone, please. So that's a problem for everybody else. But for me, I don't like hearing other people do it. And it does go on for what feels like fucking seven hours. Yeah. Mumble, mumble, mumble. And I'm sure there's some really important plot points or some sort of predictions for the future going on in this mumbling. Um, and to be fair... I wasn't that taken with the uh, nymphomaniacs doing that. Yeah, Parts yeah. one and two. There's a little bit of mumbling going on with the narrative throughout that. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of that. But hey, guess what? Lars von Trier knows had to direct a film, so it's really? fine. Here, no. So that just put me off in the bad start. Then I was I was faced with overacting, hysterical groaning and screaming that tries to be funny. Uh, it's like honestly, I had I just had to leave the room. Like I went to do some washing up. I left it play uh had it on in the background you know then i did I ironed a few shirts and stuff i did keep flicking my attention over to the tv to see whether they would <laughs> actually eventually going to move out of this dark and miserable house no uh, I, I, it kind of doesn't really happen so i was like you know what i'm just gonna excuse myself from this movie it's you know and i was literally and this is where i'm coming from, with my quote at the start of the, of the podcast today uh My intention was was to ban all American movies on this podcast going forward ever, Uh but M. Night Shyamalan is currently making a movie that's out next year, <laughs> and there's and, and and there's a man who can direct a movie that can direct cinema, who understands most importantly of all cinema, the history of it, and uh, kind of how to put things together. So I can't ban all American films from the podcast if he's got a new film out next year. Mm. So, so close. You know, so close. Indeed, so close. Maybe it's something I should have done years ago. But uh, then again, I would have had to keep all the M. Man loving and defense, staunch defense to myself. Uh, and I'd rather just share that with other people so they can go, what on earth are you doing? So, which is what I'd say to Kaufman here, what on earth are you actually doing? Sure. Uh, it's, you know... I I actually think your review was pretty much perfect. It summed everything up. I think it would give people an idea about whether to to go for it or not. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, including our own listeners, are a hell of a lot more sympathetic towards American films than I am. Mm. So this really was never truly ever going to win a a huge amount. I mean, basically, in seven years of this podcast, the only American films that I've truly, truly adored Mm. are two. Two films in the last... Seven years of doing this, where we've kind of took a chance on an American film, and they've often been indie. Uh, I'm but...
1: intrigued. I'm intrigued. Is this 13 going on 30? No,
0: I... uh, one of them is pro- probably, unsurprisingly, it follows because oh. it follows okay. remains an authentic original piece. Uh, lots of stuff going on there. Love that, and also Kimiko, the treasure hunter. I love that movie. Wait, what's Kimiko, the treasure hunter? I'm space. Oh, I love that film. Uh, it, it's it's oh well. Please, that's. Hallelujah, and then go and watch Kimiko okay. the Treasure Hunter. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I'd rather you watch Kimiko first, because oh god, I love that film, and unfortunately he has not directed anything since. So that from so that is a big shame. But those two are special. Uh, and actually, we never quite got round to doing Under the Silver Lake. The same director, David. Is it David something Mitchell? Yeah, uh, yeah. Never caught. Never, it's bit we've missed up. We, the boat's gone on that, I'm afraid. So it, it's not being released anywhere this year or next. It's way too old. So uh, whether it's any good or not, I would like to have actually reviewed it. But yes, those two great. Everybody else probably not. So <laughs> this one has the same problem. Really, um, hmm. it's, it's an event though. A new Charlie Kaufman
1: writer director. Written, you know. Um, which is
0: why yeah, which is why I wanted to make the point that yeah. when he screenwrites something and when he directs something, you are going to get a completely different experience. And actually, yeah. I find his screen writ- is it's his screenwritten actually a word?
1: Hmm? I don't let's say yeah. Yeah,
0: go with yeah. It. Screen- yeah. it. It doesn't look right on the page, that's why I kind of look at it. Really uh, screen wrote. It, it sounds fine when you know uh, screenwritten. So yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. Yes, it's all the things you say it is. But there's always the element of cinema about it, Uh, and it's like it's kind of like yeah, okay, it's airy fairy, it's fucking Grand Budapest Hotel shite from other people kind of thing. It's colours and and but not in an intellectual way. It's just goofiness and whatever, and as all the things you said. But at least it's kind of it's almost I dare want to say a comfortable pair of slippers, really. Yeah. Um, which is often a compliment, and I don't want it to be a hundred percent compliment because sometimes it actually is. Like, oh for God's sake, these slippers again. Sometimes you actually just want to wear a new pair of shoes or something. So, yeah. But you, you feel that you're going to be in a place that's manageable. Yeah. When he directs the film, no. No. And, and that's always the problem I've had with him. And this one has just yet added more to that armoury, I'm afraid. But uh, he,
1: He's a writer first, I think. Of and course. It, of course. He doesn't, he doesn't think in cinema, which is a problem. Although I, I, I will say I do believe that I'm thinking of ending things. is him coming out of his kind of writer's box a little bit more. Which was nice, nice to see.
0: But hey, I would think if you like the the role of a of a writer and a director is very clearly, and you don't need me to tell that you this. <laughs> it's a very different thing. Yeah. So you, you you go from writing a book to painting a picture. Yeah. So yeah. there the, the, the are two entirely different experiences. I think it's entirely fair that he's not brilliant at at one or the other, depending on your point of view. Um, and very few people can do both. Um, it's funny that. I mean, hey, Balogov from Beanpole that I was eulogizing over from last episode, he can write and direct, and he's proven that in the film that we did. Uh, but on the whole, you know, most people can't. No, Very, very few people can't do both. So um, that's just the way it is. And I don't want to be overly harsh on the guy because it's a film that does offer stuff. Uh, but God, you've got to be in the right mood for it. Yep. And, and I, I should probably think it also helps to watch it with somebody else in the room. Yeah, just so you can maybe yeah. back, legitimately like bounce ideas off them and you need and, to
1: unpack this afterwards what was that about
0: yeah just stuff like that because otherwise you're just keeping it to yourself and you're more than likely to get frustrated and just leave yeah. whereas if you've got somebody with you then it's kind of like yeah well what, what are you getting anything out of this or is it just me yeah and also uh, that other person having reference
1: points that you don't know about as well, well for example yeah. having seen a beautiful mind
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, right then, so I believe it's now time for our film of the week. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, System Crasher, which uh, I think rivals being polled for the best film title of the year. Uh, oh, that, I, that's I,
1: interesting because I did not like the title. I,
0: so. I, well, I, I yeah, I do basically. Okay. But anyway, uh, System Crasher. Uh, this was Germany's foreign language Oscar entry for 2020. It's about a girl called Benny, and oh my god, it annoys me that she's called Benny. I'll just give her any other name, please. I'm sure we've done films this year where we've had a character called Benny. Like uh, I'm all and for... you directed a film with Benny in it. So.
1: I'm all for films with female characters called Benny at the centre of them. I, I am double thumbs up on that.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, so it's it's about a girl called Benny uh, who has anyway. Needless to say, she has boundless energy, but potentially a mental problem too, mm. or two, mm. Mm. <laughs> and her struggle to find a forever home essentially. Uh, she kind of bounces from one to another, or because she is that disruptive that her own mother is actually not willing to take her back. Uh, so she again, she's just struggling to find her forever home. She's obviously missing a family unit, uh, and it's it's somebody that crashes the system. And we'll get onto that in a minute. Hence the title. But uh, the main thing I want about to say want to say about this film is Ben, and I'm sure you'll back me up as an experienced world cinema person never ever underestimate the ability of german directors and german films to make you feel incredibly uncomfortable oh yeah i mean there and this is yet this is example number 10372 like it's you know it so many times during this film you are on edge you i mean i was leaning back from the lap, from the laptop screen so many times watching this because i just i wanted out mm-hmm. not because not because i wasn't enjoying it but because i was so uncomfortable with what mm-hmm. was going on the film does that in spades i mean we could probably do a podcast just on that really but uh, there's i mean jeez there's so many scenes watching this girl be so horrible to other people but at the same time seeing her suffer unfairly uh not just with the mental stuff but again just the lack of stability she has in her life and it feels very very unfair and yet as soon as you start feeling sympathy for her the girl will then be an absolute arsehole to people <laughs> so she will be an asshole to people and it's like oh my god where am i supposed to land on this person but that is just fantastic filmmaking constant yep. flip flopping between the two in a really balanced and uh, nuanced way so again it's it's what the film's about it's the clues in the title system crasher someone who the system just cannot help someone who falls through the support network that is too young for more advanced adult help and is not sick enough for more severe and stronger intervention Someone who can't catch a break, basically. And yet the film is brave enough to show Benny stuff that, again, disgusts you, disappoints you. And it sometimes, frankly, makes you feel that you don't want her to have a 50th chance in this life she's got. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that may well be callous of me, but the film does that to bring that out of you. It brings the worst out of you as a viewer, as it does bringing the worst out of Benny, which is just absolutely fascinating to me. Um, I'm recommending it. That goes without saying, bearing in mind it's film of the week. But with a caveat, and this is, we need to stress this as well, I think, Ben, mm. uh, it's not enjoyable <laughs> in the sense of making you feel better or helping you escape from your own, our own dreadful realities that we've all got going on right now. Uh, however, what this film will do is transport you to somebody else's dreadful reality yeah. for about two hours. So, uh, yeah, it's brave, it's daring and very, very effective for me, Ben
1: yeah or a ditto all of all of those things um, really enjoyed this film. It has an amazing kind of um punky energy to it all the way through, which might make that sound like the, the 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 central topic is being given glib treatment, but it's not. it's um this is hardcore all the way to the bottom, but it's also kind of like it's it's light with it and fun. For me, I'm, I possibly found this more enjoyable than you did, but I found it equally difficult um, at different points. Um, it's a, it, again, it's one of these. We've had a few of these films recently. It's a film which will live or die by your central character's performance. Yeah. And when you when you've got a nine year old child at the centre of your movie, you're you are walking a tricksy line here. But the girl who plays Benny, uh, Helena Zengel. She is amazing. Um, there's there's so much done in this film, which isn't done through dialogue as well. Um, Writer-directors, look out for this kind of thing. It, it's called acting. Uh, <laughs> so... You've got Benny, and you've got the her. uh, What is it? He's he's the person who takes her to school. He doesn't really have an official title. He's not an educator. That much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the, the, yeah the school runner, the one who's meant to take her from school back to the shared accommodation and vice versa. Yeah, yeah.
1: This guy. So much between them is done not through words but through their faces at at different points in the film, through like success and failure moments through like lovely moments and awful moments it's not done through them just talking to each other but it's just done with you know him sitting there and you can read his face like you know exactly what he's thinking what he's weighing up and where he's going um it's beautifully done it's it's also um a kind of social realist film in a way yeah
0: very much so very much so
1: But then it's got these kind of like touches of kind of dream nightmare stuff going on, which at at times are kind of used to symbolize her her fits. And at times they're kind of used to symbolize her nightmares.
0: Thankfully, it's not you you start you you begin to think, well, at some point, am I watching Das Kitchen Sink? Yes. You know, a German version of the kitchen sink. Are you watching Das Kitchen Sink? And thankfully, as you say, it, it gets itself out of it and it never goes back to that.
1: No, no, it, it, it avoids all the traps that another film might fall into. So case in point would be the mother. A lot is spoken of Benny's mother throughout this film, and you get to meet her at about halfway through the film, approximately. And um, I thought she was just going to be absent throughout, but then she turns up as a character. It would have been really easy to make Benny's mother, like, I don't know, let's say a drug addict or some kind of, like, unemployed loser who lives in... But she's not. She's... Um, she's she's fairly competent she's got a, a quite a nice flat she's got two other kids. very
0: nice flats It's
1: a very nice flat right um i think we were all quite surprised by that point
0: <laughs> yes. get
1: home quite well with her siblings as well um it doesn't fall into the kind of the the traps that a film like this might do um where you know you might have the mother go through all kinds of horrendous stuff but no the mum is basically a normal person who doesn't know how to deal with this child that she's got um it, it it doesn't demonize the mother. It doesn't give her a get out of jail free card either. Um, it doesn't give anyone a get out of jail free card or demonize anyone. It treats everyone um as a kind of black and white individual capable of doing the right thing and the wrong thing at different moments. No no one is a saint in this film. Um it's also got you know, I love Cabin in the Woods sequences, and then this film goes off for a good thirty minute Cabin in the Woods. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on board with this. Um, You've
0: been on holiday to Norway with Cabin in the I, Woods for two weeks. I, so yes, I've, I've you, done... you are severely sympathetic towards Cabins in the Woods. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, I just adore them. Um, and again,
1: a film with a central female character called Benny, I was like, hello, I'm on board. Straight Indeed. On. <laughs> uh, and it, it's it's it this is a very kind of like visually punchy film oh despite the fact that it's kind of like it's social realist it's just handheld camera living in the rooms that these people are living in it still manages to to pop and to be inventive and creative um it's just a really 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 enjoyable film wasn't crazy about the title allow me to explain um so system crasher is the name it, it it's it's an industry term within the within the industry of social welfare of someone who repeatedly crashes the system. My problem with it was that it it doesn't have any meaning for someone for it, the vocabulary doesn't mean anything for someone outside of that kind of that world. So I had to learn what system crasher meant in order to understand the title. Um, I, I could have gone with a different title, but it's, it, it's a very small point. It's not really a big deal. This is a wonderful film, really enjoyable, would recommend it. Um, some people will find it difficult. There's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of very imaginative swearing um, in this. Um, but yeah, you know, this is the kind of the difficult film about kids that yeah. you know we need to talk about right now. Our, our attitudes to children is weird these days. Um, and yeah, this this film is on the money for me. Really, really.
0: Yep. I mean, the, even but you mentioned you mentioned the cabin in the woods. Uh, yeah. bit i mean that a prime example of when we are we are i suppose in a nice bit of the film now we can see some sort of journey taking place we can see maybe some sort of uh progression for mm-hmm. benny as a character mm-hmm. you know is she starting to essentially become more human and she's some somebody we can actually really consistently get yeah. behind in this movie is there any hope on the horizon and then yeah. literally will be something at the, there's something that happens in the forest. It's like, right, back to square one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just and then and then there's more like that, isn't there? There's loads more like that, moments that like that throughout the film. As I soon mean we
1: we'll, the cabin. Um, I think we've gone back to square minus four, in fact. What it, what it,
0: oh, and but I mean th- there's one word I will say and we will literally move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Baby. Mm. We'll leave that one there. Mm. Uh, that was horrendous, mm. horrific, mm. Uh, but incredibly Baby. well acted. Uh, so, but oh, Jesus Christ! I, I, yeah. <laughs> oi yeah, yeah.
1: It's all fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Go watch. It's all it. fine. It's all it's good.
0: Really... It's all good. But uh, you'll still, you'll still need a, you'll still need a pillow or a cushion. Yes. preferably, preferably both, one for each eye. Uh, so, yeah fine. My favorite catch was Frau Buffane. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She um, was perfect. She was absolutely perfect. I actually think that we were all Frau Buffane at some yeah. point. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Frau Buffane is, is the lady who's kind of the caseworker. She's yeah, kind she of in is. charge of Benny's journey. Um, she never
0: ever gives up on Benny. Ever.
1: No, no. and she and, and she's she is at the the very limit of what she can do for her because because Benny has been thrown out of so many foster homes, I guess, from so many um, halfway homes that she's running out of options, and she she cares a great deal um yeah and she she was that was just a wonderful a wonderful performance there's there's a moment with frau buffani towards the end of the film when when the mother leaves yeah um and that that was just that was the uh what david lynch calls the eye of the duck of the film that yes. was the, that was the eye Let's of the see. duck for me that moment
0: i mean, I mean absolutely and and I, and I have to say about the casting of that uh particular actress and uh, you know I said, I said it with Beanpole. Like sometimes you are just born to act in a certain role. Like that Russian actor with that moustache was only ever going to be a Russian doctor in a post-war film in in Leningrad. This particular cat, she was only ever going to be a, She looks like a caseworker. She's yeah, built really like a caseworker. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I again, I don't know how that goes down to the casting. Well, you look like a caseworker. You will be the caseworker. It's like, you know. But yeah. oh my God, visually, she is absolutely perfect for the role. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the director?
1: Um, well, I don't know much about her.
0: Um, writer- um, I, and I right. fear that's all we're ever are going to get to know, Ben, because she's off to Hollywood already. Oh, boo. Oh, um, yep. I mean, this is this is her first or second film. I think it's her second film, okay. or at least her first feature-length German piece. I think she's done a lot of shorts before that. So okay. I, I feel confident saying this is her first film. Her name's Nora fing Yes, yep. that's her name. Uh, and unfortunately, I say unfortunately, as I say, she's directing Sandra Bullock in a remake of a 2009 British TV show that was apparently called Unforgiven.
1: Uh, no don't remember that
0: why no, right, but she's doing a film on that and she's directing Sandra Bullock who's playing the lead actress in it um so I don't know whether we're gonna see her again okay so <laughs> well, I, think, I, think, I think it's safe to say that Lanthe is not going to make any more Greek movies <laughs> uh, once they've got you that's it yeah uh, the bunny is just too damn good.
1: Well, we can only hope that the Sandra Bullock movie isn't great and then she goes back to Germany and goes on to... For me,
0: a remake of a 2009 British TV show Unforgiven is bound not to fail. So, you know. um, There was that hmm.
1: The Night Of was adapted recently for American TV and I I, I did think that the, the American TV adaptation of The Night Of was much better than The Original British version.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I was being slightly, uh, you know, facetious, but maybe it's actually true. Maybe it won't fail. But either way, if it's her, if it's due to anything to do with her direction, it'll probably be fine. But the point is, if she does return to Germany to make a film, Ben, we'll obviously give it a go. Yeah. Uh, if not, well, it was nice knowing you Yeah.
1: Yeah. This would. This was a great epitaph.
0: Yes. <laughs> Very much so. So that's it. That is is it, uh, Ben. The last time, the next time I speak to you, I believe it's time for our annual Halloween special.
1: It's spooky time. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this.
0: Indeed. So we've got we've got so, and you know, basically when I said um, you know, ban like American films for the yeah, podcast not, not going forward, <laughs> obviously that would not apply to the Halloween special episodes. It would only have applied to all the other regular ones because the world cinema it doesn't make a huge amount of horror. it just doesn't and i've managed to find two pieces which is great but i think that's pretty much you'd be struggling to find any more than two ever a year they they just don't they just don't do it so uh we would need american films for that and we have two of those too so there we go you got you got that to look forward to with ben but otherwise i'll be back with you with paul to do some films in a few weeks thanks for listening